Welcome to a special edition of Sports Beat. Here's Claire Geary and Luke Steiner. Sports Beat from the stay at home studios. Everyone in random places. We have Athens, we have Cleveland, we have Illinois, where I currently am. Luke Steiner alongside me, Claire Geary. We have Jake Armada, Connor Mills, Taylor Jedrzejczyk, and Thomas Garbrick all here on a Zoom call as we'd like to do a finale for Sports Beat of this academic year. Obviously, like everyone knows, COVID-19 has affected sports beat, has affected sports, has affected school for the rest of the academic year with all of Ohio University's classes going online. But we'd like to bring you still another episode of sports beat here from our own homes or apartments in Athens, Ohio, for a couple of those people. That is Connor, Jake, and Taylor. Thomas, I'm not quite sure where he's at. But Thomas, Ohio, baby. Columbus, so Thomas is at home, but we'll get started here. Not really a plan for today's sports beat, just kind of off the cuff, just to get everyone back into it and talking about sports. And I know that one thing I want to do before everyone, I want to get back to everyone and see how they're doing personally to make sure all you guys are all good and making practicing uh, social distancing and quarantine to make sure that COVID-19 does not last any longer than it should be and I'll start with you, Claire, and I know that Claire's in Cleveland, and I know Claire's been very uh, creative with a couple of her classes and news at noon, and it's just this whole COVID-19 thing has changed everything completely. Yeah, uh, COVID-19 has really hit my hometown hard. We have a nursing home that has about 20 cases out of the 50 confirmed, So, um, and that's one nursing home, and there's three of them in my hometown that have confirmed cases, so It's definitely been a really big impact here. Um, News at Noon, however, has been really weirdly fun. I know in class it's never going to be the same as to what we're doing now, but being able to cover the stories I've always wanted to do or always felt that they had or deserved recognition, I get to do that now because I'm home and, you know, they're the stories I know. So that's been a lot of fun. Catch the sports story for this semester coming next week because I've done all news, which is really strange for me. Um, it, it's just been a lot, and Cleveland sucks because it's snowing, so at least none of you have snow in April. Yeah, how many other places have snow? I know it's, it's not snowing here. And I talked to Noah yesterday, and it snowed overnight in, in Iowa. And, but I know, is there any snow in Athens or Columbus? According to my weather app, it snowed last night at some point, but you wouldn't know if you looked outside right now. Snow is on the radar in Columbus, but – Nothing yet. I think it's just going to be all rain today. That's a positive. It was supposed to snow overnight here in Illinois, too, but it just never got cold enough. And one thing I want to check up on, uh, Connor and Jake especially, you guys are roommates. Are you tired of each other yet? Because I know Jake and Connor are in separate rooms right now, but are you tired of each other yet? No, it's uh, our other roommate, Cooper. He's an idiot. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's just bad, man. I mean, Millsy and I are trying to get through it. We really are. Um, but, yeah, Cooper's just the – he never does never does the dishes. <laughs> doesn't Clorox the, the hard surfaces. It's it's tough, man. It's a tough life, but Millsy and I are getting through it. Yeah, we're, guys, we're like – you go first, Connor. No, nah, I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point. You know, we're, we're surviving. We're getting through it. And we're doing online classes and stuff, so – we're all right. Are you guys picking like one person cooks one day and you're going to have like a competition who's the best chef in the apartment or is it oh, oh, Millsy, all cook, man. Millsy uses like microwavable like meals yeah. 
what else do you eat, Millsy? You have mozzarella sticks still sitting in the fridge. What else yeah. you got? Uh, no, I mean, recently that, that's what it was. Um, do have a George Foreman grill so we can cook. Yeah. Uh, you know, Big fan of the George some Foreman. chicken right there. Yeah. So I, that, that's, that's the extent of my cooking abilities. Believe it or not, I mean, like to wake I'm up. actually the cook in my household. Are you? Yeah. I wouldn't be too surprised about that. Me, me, uh, I tend to cook most of the time for my girlfriend. I actually cooked steaks the other night. My that family jokes I that I can't. I, that. I can't. I made. I could boil some pasta, but my grandma made this very, like, elaborate spaghetti sauce and dropped it off on my front porch, and I was so excited. And they're like, "Claire, you made spaghetti. Oh wait, you didn't actually do anything. You boiled water and put pasta in it, which was right. I didn't do anything for it." Hey Connor, real, real quick question about the George Foreman grill. Do you like to wake up to the smell of bacon in the morning, like Michael Scott does? Listen, I don't even have bacon. I haven't made bacon. Cooper makes bacon. But listen, I, it's chicken. I make chicken on the George Foreman grill. It's grilled chicken. That's what I got. That's, again, that is Protein. my... Chicken yeah. is my only, my only option. <laughs> it's either that or he'll bring home DQ because he gets back from uh, doing the sports fan. The other one night he hit Texas Roadhouse. He'll bring back steak and shake. Like, this dude... How many times have you used the stove this year, Millsy? Use the stove? Yes. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a joke, but I can't tell you how many times I've had to be in this, this quarantine period. I did teach him how to use the air fryer, though. That's yeah. that. We're, we're so, uh, yeah, that was what, less than a month ago? <laughs> Progress. But, uh, how many I times have you chick- used it since you learned? Since I learned? Uh, yeah. A couple times. One, okay. I went to stock up on food, so I went to Walmart or wherever, bought a couple frozen foods, and the only thing that they had there was frozen chicken nuggets in the shape of dinosaurs. So, <laughs> I'm, listen, it's chicken nuggets. <laughs> you know, so nuggets, I'm going to eat the chicken nuggets. It doesn't matter what shape they're in, but I That's put fine. those in the air fryer and uh, a couple mozzarella sticks in the air fryer. But that, those are the two things I've used that for. I tell you, Jersey, you should make chicken parm with the dino nuggets. <laughs> Here we go. When I opened the freezer to see chi- dinosaur chicken nuggets, <laughs> my thought process was just, what the hell? <laughs> who was who buying this? <laughs> That's all they had. We're in a pandemic right now. That's all they had. If that's what I don't care what shape the nuggets in. It's a chicken nugget. I wanted chicken nuggets that day, and that's what they had. Lizzie, where are you shopping? Uh, either at Kroger, Walmart, you know, local stuff here. Yeah, but if you're Did not you... first in line, you're last. That's how it works at those grocery stores. Connor, Kroger and Walmart are basically the only options. <laughs> uh, well, you also have the Family Dollar over here, and I don't oh, dude, know, Family Dollar still... definitely had nine dinosaur chicken nuggets. You got to make sure you search <laughs> everywhere family for, do- before you family dollar chicken the dinosaur nuggets. stuff. Oh, listen, it was food. All you had to do is heat up the food. It's a chicken nugget. Chicken nugget's a chicken nugget. I don't care what shape it is in. As long as you, it's edible, you can have it. it that, that doesn't matter. Hey, I had, I had Brittany bring back Chick-fil-A from North Carolina the other day because there isn't one here. I ate those chicken nuggets. Yeah. That's a heck of a drive, too. <laughs> we haven't heard how, J- or how Taylor and Thomas are doing. I know Thomas you is, go? Yeah, yeah, have Taylor go first because he's still in Athens. Well, Athens is pretty dead for people that are actually living here. You can it breaks my heart. Mm. But 
like I've basically just been uh, working Jimmy John's. I work four or five days a week and deliver sandwiches to people who want them. Um, even Jimmy John's tried a drive-through for a couple of days, but that that was kind of a failure. Um, I played a lot of video games, more video games than I have in like the last probably year combined. <laughs> Sounds about right. We we even me a group of my friends we got so bored one night we actually bought the five dollar version of Monopoly on the Xbox and we played that for like six hours. <laughs> it sounds like a great night. I don't complain about that one. <clears throat> What's different about Jimmy John's? That's one thing. Like I know everyone's trying to practice like extra cleaning and gloves. Like, are you guys doing anything different for you, well, especially like delivering? About about a week and a half into into this whole thing, we actually shut down the inside of the store. You, it, like it's there's no takeout anymore. It's curbside pickup and delivery, so the customers aren't allowed in the store. So there's not a whole lot of cleanliness practices that we have to do in the store, aside from keeping ourselves the food clean and making sure that none of us are sick when we walk in. But other than that, it's just been a it's been a quiet few weeks in the restaurant because no one can come in the store. I do yeah. have a question. How do you do a drive-through on a one-way street? Um, we set up a tent on the sidewalk. I've seen it from our house. It's awesome. So it's like a walk-through? Yeah, it's kind of like a walk-through. So you uh, still have to park and get out of your car. Yeah, but with the city doing the free 10-minute parking. Oh, oh that's true. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I'm not sure how the city felt about us taking up the whole sidewalk with a tent, but... What are they going to do? No one's walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. No one's supposed to be walking. Doesn't mean they are. Aren't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. also true. All right. Tommy, how's Columbus? That's the law. Oh, Columbus, it's good. So after we got kind of backtracking, after we got that extra week of spring break, went up to see Jess in Indiana, had a job interview at her station. I stayed for a couple weeks. I actually did a ton of cooking while I was at her apartment, which is weird. Um. I was cooking like pretty much every morning, but ever since I've gotten back to Columbus, I've been pretty much just like mooching off whatever my parents have been making. So that's been nice, but I've been lucky enough. I still have a job. I'm working at a country club, like five minutes down the road that I've worked at for a couple summers. So we're still doing the whole carry out thing. So uh, that's been good to be at least to do something else besides sit in this house or that would drive me nuts. But we just had a huge like Easter Sunday lunch. We had, 130 members come through and pick up an Easter lunch meal. So that was quite, quite the adventure doing that for three hours. But uh, the members were very generous in a time where um, they know that a lot of us, I mean, me being a college kid, I'm still living at home, but a lot of the people who do work at the country club, our older bartenders, they depend on um, those tips. And so our members are very generous. And so, yeah, I'm a very appreciative of all that. So I've just been, Hanging out, I've probably applied to 30 or 40 TV stations at this point. Looking for a job in sports is is not fun. I'm sure that uh, Jake and Taylor can both agree with me on, on that. So I've actually started applying for uh, news reporter jobs. So I, I might have to bite the bullet here and uh, take a news job to just get in. Because at some point, um, I, I was watching what Chip Mahaney was saying yesterday. He's like, if you have a job offer... If you, if you think you would like it, then you pretty much have to take it. And so it's tough being a graduating senior in this time. So 
Um, I actually, I have another job interview with a station in Illinois, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting time to be looking for a job as a, as a graduating senior. So hopefully things get better. Some way we have sports come, uh, come back. Yeah. I've actually I have to a few, ask you emails back that are saying that, that said basically, Hey, we're not, um, we're actually not going to hire for this position right now. We'll, we'll keep you in mind, but we're putting this on kind of like just indefinite hold. I feel that they did that with my internships and they're like, yeah, we extended our date to April 30th, which at that point, it's like, why are you letting kids still apply by April 30th? One. And two, if it's sports related, like the other one's a station, it's like, just tell me yes or no, please. Because I'm either living in Athens this summer if I have nothing going on here or I'm staying in Cleveland. Like I kind of want to know before I have to move. I also have to ask Tommy, the station in Illinois, where is it? It's um, Central Illinois. It's Juan 17. It's the NBC affiliate there. Um, okay. Their new director reached out to me. She said that they have, which is, this is interesting. So that they have like a, a Monday through Friday, like general assignment reporter position. So basically like a news reporter, I'd pretty much just be like reporting it for their four, five, and six. Or they, she said that they have a, um, weekend uh morning show anchor position which would be very interesting i have never considered doing anything like that before um but the people that they've recently hired for those shows since it's a weekend show that's kind of the 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 people who are just trying to get their foot in the door so it's kind of a younger show um so that could be potentially an option but we'll see i'm i'm considering everything at this point but um that's why i do say for People who are in Newswatch at noon right now, like Claire, having to do all these news stories, they're great reps. It's it's my biggest regret um, of college is being sports director for two years is great, but I wish I would have had more time to do more news reporting for uh, WAB or just in general because, well, I mean. To be fair, no one expects global pandemic. Right. But at That's the same true. time, it's it's great experience to have. Most of the stories I've done this senior year have been more. Uh, news space, news base in a, in a sports field, sports atmosphere, so to speak. And a lot of the stuff that I've done lately have been have been news stories. So they're great reps. Take advantage. Um, anything that you guys can do now and put it on a reel to show like, hey, this is what I did during the pandemic for a class. It's great experience um, because, yeah, you never know when, even if you do get a sports job, you never know when you're going to have to cover something that's more news related in in the sports field. So. It's good yeah, stuff. We, we were kind of thrown into it that day in Cleveland. We went we from sports That's to news for four seconds. I yeah, think I want we to should talk all talk about, about that. that. I really do. Because how many of us were in Cleveland? Jake, me. I mean, I live here, but that's also part of the reason why I was there. Jed and Garbrick. Let's go through what we were feeling during that day. Because we were all four of us were at the women's game. And then Taylor and Tommy, we're at the men's game that then got canceled. So take me through your emotions, and then I'll speak on behalf of myself once you you guys are done. So let's start with Jake. Oh, man, that was so weird. Um, at least we got to play a game, you know? So, and were that's you guys why I, in the arena when that happened? Um, we were actually – so when the – Men's game got canceled when we found that out. When the whole thing got canceled, we were actually in the hotel lobby waiting to go see the men. We were 
I think if if they would have waited two more minutes, we would have been on our way to Rocket Mortgage. I mean, we were literally we had our foot out the door, and then all of a sudden Bob came running up and said, "Hey, hold on." So we just kind of were in a standstill in the lobby, waiting. Uh, waiting. Once they delayed it, then we were just going to go to lunch, just go to Chipotle or or whatever over on the strip there, kind of by in between East Fourth and uh, the casino. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the news starts breaking on Twitter. And the girls are starting to see it. And now, I mean, Bob, um, Mike Schulze and I are kind of in a triangle in the lobby. Like, what are we going to do here? Like, girls are asking, oh, is it canceled? Is it canceled? Because Twitter is saying this. So eventually, just to ease everything, Bob was just like, just go to my room. We'll, we'll figure it out. So it, 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 it all happened just so fast because we had Sports Center on the TV in the lobby. Um, and the reports saying they're like, Oh, so, such and such canceled, such and such canceled. And it was the longest hour, but it all just boom, boom. So it, it was just really odd. The whole, the whole thing. Jed. Well, I mean, me, me and Tommy, what, when we get the arena about 10 o'clock ish. Yeah. The game was supposed to tip at noon. So yeah, yeah. we were there around 10. Yeah, so we get, we get there at 10, and, like, right away you can sense there is an unease uh, among the staff that worked in the arena. Like, they were – people were cleaning chairs with uh, disinfectant. The referees were getting moved out of certain locker rooms. Like, like I, I just – I overheard that on someone's radio. Like, there, there was a weird feeling, and then – Around what was it? Around eleven forty-five, everything started getting canceled. Or twelve fifteen, everything started getting canceled. And at that point, you knew, you, you knew the writing was on the wall. So it, it was a weird experience. And it's you know I'm glad I was there because it's not something you're gonna forget. But it, it was a weird it was a weird morning. Yeah, I mean I I was driving in on Tuesday to to Michael Ross' house because he also lives in Cleveland. And by the time I had gone to his house, that's when the um, American Conference first broke that they were the first tournament that was going to uh, have limited access to fans for tournaments. So I, I knew that um, something was going to happen inevitably. And then uh, the women's game happened, great first game. And it's very disappointing for that team just because um, – that, that group had a chance to probably win that tournament because the number one seed Central Michigan got upset in the first round. So that tournament was completely there for the taking for the women's team. And then uh, they win their first round game, as, as Jake mentioned. And then we get back, we find out that Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tests uh, positive for COVID. And then that's when I pretty much knew. I looked at Michael Taylor and Brian. I said, that's it. Like, it's over. Like, they're going to cancel it. Like, there's just no way that they that they play it. Um, like Jed said, we, we get to Cleveland the next morning, Wednesday morning, and I pretty much told them, I said, guys, be prepared. We're probably going to cover some breaking news today. It's probably going to get canceled. Um, so then I remember Jed looked at me, and he said, yeah, they're going to cancel the tournament. I looked at Michael. I looked at Brian. I said, I'm going to grab the camera. I'm going to get in there, get the press, get in the press conference, get ready for this because um, – you pretty much knew it was going to happen. So uh, it's heartbreaking, I think, for for Taylor and, and Jake especially, who's covered Ohio athletics for six years. I've covered it for four. Taylor's covered it for 
for four. Um, it really stinks. It stinks for us as, as reporters for these teams, and it stinks for the athletes, for the seniors. Uh, the men's team was, was playing as good as basketball as anyone in the conference at, up there, I would argue, with Akron and Bowling Green right now. They were, they were, they were hot. That was going to be an interesting quarterfinal game. Um, so yeah, it was it was very disappointing for it to, to end that way because uh, there was there was championship potential for sure. Yeah, I it was weird. So I was almost playing naive to watching all of the other tournaments be canceled and watching the NCAA make their statements. And I knew it was a matter of time, but I didn't want to believe it because. I had like that was my first Cleveland experience. I was like a kid in a candy store, but downtown. Like I did not want to show how much I was excited, but like I was pounding so hard to my music in the car ride to and from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse that Wednesday for the girls. I was so excited. So when I found out, like you know, when we won, I was excited for Friday. My mom was like, "Well, you need to get a picture with Jake and Brad or whatever." I'm like, "All right, like we'll do it Friday." And then Friday never came. And that was the weirdest thing because it was like, I was getting ready for Friday by going out and buying clothes Thursday. And I dropped everything in Kohl's, walked out to my own car and watched the presser and just came home and was sad because it was so strange. I, I wanted to be naive to it, but the matter of fact is sports got canceled in front of our eyes and we didn't know what to do. Or at least I didn't know what to do with myself, but I also didn't have to report on it. So that was um, heartbreaking, especially because the girls were so hot. And then um, Toledo lost on top of Ball State lost. So they had three, four. Like, they were the top seed at that point. It, it was theirs. Once you saw Eastern, I think it was Eastern. I can't remember who the two seed was. But one, two lost, and then Ohio was first. Like, they ended up taking the highest spot. So they had it. Like, they had the plan, and they just couldn't execute it because – once Rudy Gobert came out, it was a done deal. I mean, especially because they played there. Cleveland is a very interconnected city anyways. Um, and how Cuyahoga County exploded with cases, I think, a week after. Um, it was kind of just so surreal. I was like, a week ago, I was downtown, and here I am with my semester canceled here, you know? And then I was moving out of college. I don't think any of you had to move out of dorms, but – that was a weird experience too. It was heartbreaking knowing I should have been broadcasting a softball game when I was moving out of my dorm on a, fr on a Saturday. Um, I just feel bad for all the spring athletes who got their seasons canceled because at least winter they got to finish things, not the way that they planned, but they still had a full season. Um, that's really heartbreaking. And I don't know. I don't know. I want to hear all of your predictions on what the spring athletes are going to do for Ohio, especially with, some of the softball seniors, baseball seniors, all of the spring sports that got taken off the you know drawing board due to COVID. I think it'll be real interesting because the one thing you really have to think about, especially for baseball and especially for softball, is the low scholarship numbers and how they are split up in between the players. And I guarantee you, like I know a couple of friends through my two years in summer ball that they were seniors, but they still want to have the opportunity to play and be a professional because they needed that season to really prove and show what they, what talent they had. So it was always real interesting to me to, for, to see how they're going to split up the scholarships or if a team's going to get more scholarships for this year specifically because of the extra player or like for the next four years. I mean, 
it's going to be real interesting to see because those players obviously are going to want to still have the third scholarship or whatever they had for that time. So, I mean, it's going to be, it'll be crazy because it's going to be something that they'll really never know a correct answer to until they have to enroll because, I mean, you do have to take classes in order to be that athlete to be able to play those sports. Also, welcome, Paul Ross. Hello. Just so everyone knows, Paul Ross background on Zoom is Joe Joe Burrow. My default background. (laughs) I didn't even have to change it. I just hopped in and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, you're matching it, too. You're in a yellow T-shirt, so it even looks better. Oh, yeah, it's a pizza shirt, too. (laughs) If you can't tell, Paul just probably rolled out of bed. But uh, we're happy I'm actually that still in bed. Things. That's how recently I was in bed. <laughs> three minutes ago. So. <sighs> I'd be well, interested Jake, to see how spring sports then deals with the transfer portals. Do they still get an extra year of eligibility if they want to transfer? Like, do they get to fifth year, or is this their fifth year? Do they take away their transfer ability? You know, transfer eligibility. But Jake, Mr. Grad student, what do you think? Sorry, I just got a funny text um, from uh, Marty Bannister. So I, I, I lost it for a second. Um, uh, well, you know, softball only had one senior. So, and from what I know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but from what I know, I, I think there are conversations about her coming back, but um, I don't think anything's really confirmed yet. The, the tricky thing is, is just – the recruiting class coming in, right? And how many scholarships each team, I guess, each freshman has been, you know, given. And now all of a sudden you have to have that awkward conversation with one of those freshmen or that senior. They're saying, hey, we don't have that scholarship. I know um, the, the low scholarship numbers, like Luke said, it, it's, it's an issue. And it could be awkward. And it could also open up some weird holes in, to where, oh, this freshman all of a sudden is going to go to this school instead of coming to us. So... It's tricky, but I think a lot of – I know a lot of students that go to mid-majors, even though, yeah, they love they love the sport, they love playing, um, a lot of them do go for the education. And, I mean, I, I, I can see if your team wasn't that good, you, you just getting your diploma and, and, and running with it. But because um, I know some, some guys on the baseball team I heard, you know, may consider that. They just probably won't come back. But I think what's really tricky, too, is uh, I was having a conversation with someone about this. What happens to the spring athletes that were redshirting this spring due to injury or whatever the case may be? Do they still get that redshirt? Um, I don't know. So I think compliance will have to figure that out too eventually. And I thought that was a pretty interesting tidbit. It's probably yeah, something that NCAA really doesn't even know about. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA doesn't even know what's going to happen with football this year yet or any fall sport <laughs> for that matter. So, like, it's going to take them years, uh, probably a year or so to figure out how they're going to cope with all this because, yeah, I mean, you just don't – you don't ever really have a contingency plan for life stopped. Pandemic. Yeah, I think my biggest concern with everything going on is – and I – for for mid-major schools in particular is, is with the news that University of Cincinnati cutting their uh, soccer program um, that that was the first like major university to cut a sport like that. And for for those of you who don't, I mean, most of us know of the University of Cincinnati, but 
um, I mean, their soccer program was very important to them. Like they had a very good program. And so um, there were, like Jed says, if there's not a college football season, that's where, I mean, as, as most of us know. Well, I that, feel like there might be a college football season. It's just whether right. or not, whether or not there's going to be fans in the stands. And if there's no, like, I think football and men's basketball may be the only places where Ohio really makes money on a, on a yearly basis. And if there's no fans for those games this year, how does this university make money to support? The right. Other and that's the concern for every mid-major school is that that's, you get your, a lot of your funding from your men's basketball and, and football programs. That's, that's no secret. And so I, I just hope that there's something figured out. I, I'm hoping that this pandemic ends so that way we don't have to get to the point where um, sports were to get cut. That's by no means that's. Well, I mean, you look at some, I mean, probably not a lot of the math schools, but there's, I'm sure there's some schools even, you know, smaller that may have to look to the whole university getting shut down. I know. They've already talked about a few schools that might not even be able to stay open entirely, at least not anything in person. Like they might have to go completely like into an online school because their sports are all of their funding. It'll be interesting to see how the NCAA handles big sports like football, considering you have teams of 90 people on one sideline and there's a ton of people that go into making a football game happen especially mid-american you know or mid-conference let alone big schools like you know, power five conferences and it'd be interesting to see how the ncaa handles those social distancing rules in accordance to how football goes considering most guys are shoulder to shoulder on the sidelines watching the plays intensely to know what's going on if they get put in and you can't be that close to someone now. Are they going to strict those rules when it comes to football season? Are you going to have these long, you know, wide lines of players six feet apart watching a football game down your whole sideline? You know, there's no need for cheerleaders either because they're technically varsity sport as well because they're part of the varsity sport. So then you – All season without bands. Right, a season without band. Who can – you know, there's – Marching 110. I don't know if there's actually 110 people in there, but that's... I know, I, know, I know a lot of you guys. Hello. So this is Claire editing. Basically what happened was we were on a Zoom call and they have a 40-minute recording limit and then you have to buy and purchase their packages. With that said, we tried merging two Zoom calls into one and my conversion on the second call failed. So instead of being able to marry the two and have Connor do a little technical difficulties thing, um, this is what we've got so far. So basically, Jed wrapped up his thoughts about what would it be like without having a marching band or part of a marching band for schools such as Ohio and Ohio State, where the music is really prevalent for college football. Um, then we started getting into Nathan Rourke and the CFL and NFL drafts and some of his publicity as Bobcat plus Javon Hagen and just a bunch of other draft-related storylines coming out of Ohio football as the NFL draft approaches. We hope to hear and have you listen next week on Sports Beat Stay at Home next week when we do a finale part two so we can continue the conversation because I think all of us really need the conversation of sports and the unity of what Sports Beat brought in person but this time just staying at home. So thanks for listening and don't forget to tune in on anchor.fm.com or don't forget to look at SoundCloud slash WOUB.